0: Great. Welcome back to the the Podcast, I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. Back again, my friend. I am back again. Where are we at? At Big Johnson Construction. That's your In right. the training room. Big Johnson, we get it up quicker. That's the... Uh...
1: It, you, it used to be. Oh, they don't do it anymore? No. It, it was, we get it up faster and then it was...
0: We get it up faster.
1: And then after that it was, we get it up fast and deliver big. And then they kind of <laughs> went away from that whole thing.
0: <laughs> did you get some class on them or what?
1: <laughs> they did. So we kind of rebranded a little bit. We actually lost a, a job up in the front range because the name of our company offended people.
0: Are uh, you shitting me?
1: Nope. Uh, it was supposed to be for a school or something. And then the that. school board didn't like the Johnson part of the name of our company, so.
0: <clears throat> I would have challenged him on it. <laughs> no, right. what, what, what's wrong with Johnson? What are you talking about? <laughs> so Made him describe it to you, you know.
2: <laughs> So mm-hmm. we go by
0: like BJC now. <laughs> remember all the big Johnson
2: Remember the Big Johnson t shirts? I
1: do. I had a few of them <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>
2: they were good. So, Everybody had a few yeah, of
0: those. They were, they were good. Well, we're hearing that voice. We have a guest today. We have a, yep. a good friend of yours, actually. Yep, he is a friend of mine. Talked to me into doing this. Mr. Kelly Home. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Doing very well. And that's not home like uh, like a house. That's home like home. H O
2: E M, just like home. it's Norwegian. It, it, just like what H- poem? Just like oh, a poem. poem. I said spelled with the I tell everybody <laughs> remember it. I know Gucci said Cause that. Cause they think. always, they always want to swap the last two to me. That was the hardest. Uh, when my kids and myself were growing up, it come time to take a spelling test. Okay, spell the word home. H O E M. <laughs> and I never. I mean, still to this day, <laughs> and spell check hates us. Right. Spell check hates when he starts. Susan starts starting the computer. Right. He just hates us. So yeah, it's it's. Real. Just like the one you live in, but the last two are swapped. That's another way you got to put it. It's so. like the
0: Farv thing or what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is that supposed to be in that order? Yeah, it's, uh, exactly. It doesn't look right to me. Um, my Lundstrom, people want to put a U at the very end. It's R O M. People want to put U M in the worst way, man. Well, I could see that. Oh, Pepsi. I probably would too if you wouldn't have told mm. them. I probably yeah. still would. <laughs> yeah, it's Lundstrom. Or this one, Vaca. Yeah. <laughs> my iPhone will not call him Voki. It just <laughs> won't do it.
1: The color ID it, I, uh well... When I call the girls, yeah, I call the home phone. They still have a landline, do they? They do because they live in
0: North Dakota, kind of backwoods shit. Um,
1: but yeah, it's it's like it's to They say it <laughs> the, like announces incoming call from Adam, and it's I, they say it's all messed up. So,
0: you know what? Kudos to the salesman salesmen of the Spectrum or whatever they get it from down there. Because my guy, my Spectrum guy, tries to talk to me every day. Into getting a landline, and getting it cheaper. I said, I ain't doing it, man. I, I keep you keep the three extra dollars a month. I ain't putting a landline in because <laughs> we finally got rid of ours about
2: four years ago. We had it for a long time,
0: but my mother still has one, yeah. but she uses it every day. Yeah, you know.
1: I had one a while back when the when the girls were younger. And if they were at home or something, I had to go somewhere. They had a way to. Get a hold of me if they need
0: to. Yeah, but, I guess. I don't
1: know. But now they have cell phones, so I don't.
0: Unless you know. I started a sexy porn voice <laughs> business. <laughs> the
1: best part of having <laughs> having a landline phone was my youngest daughter, Brinley. <clears throat> At the time, she was probably, I don't know, 8 or 10. And, a, and the phone <clears throat> rang one time. And it was like an 800 number. she asked me, she goes, can I answer this? Oh, God. I go, you can. I don't care what you say. Just don't give them your name and don't agree to anything. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So she answered the phone and she looks at me and she goes, they want to talk to you. I go, you're the one that answered the phone. You talk to them. How old is she? She was probably eight or 10. What's wrong with you, man? And so she goes, she goes, what do I say? I go, whatever you want. She goes, I want 50 tacos. And the guy goes, what? She goes, I want 50 tacos. You know, like you eat, <laughs> and then I don't know what he said, and then she goes, and I want them delivered by helicopter. <laughs> My oldest daughter Harley and I—we were rolling at this point, and then the next thing out of Bradley's mouth is, and if I don't get them, Barbie gets it. <laughs> and then she looks at the phone. She goes, he hung up. <laughs>
0: what do you think? Because <laughs> he thought he was talking to a stoned eight-year-old. <laughs> That's a good one. Jesus, we tacos! How many <laughs> edibles you had there, sweetheart? Yeah, I always let her answer the phone. I haven't. uh Yeah, I haven't had a landline in quite some time. But, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the blocker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we bring on a guest. Today's Kelly Home. What Kelly's going to do is tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's a kicker: only two of these stories are true. One's actually. Either, uh, well, two are true. One's either borrowed halfway to made up or all the way made up. Now, Kelly, without going into great detail to give it away, which is the bullhucker? Did you make it up? Did you partly make it up? Or is it a borrowed story? Uh, it's partially true. Partially true. Okay. It's so, true. half and half. That's, that's the most popular way, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get a
2: lot quite of that. Um, you
0: said you watched this once or twice. Uh, uh, yeah, just once. yeah Lacey's. After Lacey's
2: on, I didn't re- actually... I hate to was behind the eight ball. I didn't realize what you guys did this until after Lacey told me so. Oh wow! And I've caught I and I don't think about it. I get home probably early in the afternoon, so I could sit and look at it. I just never think about it. But now since I've been a uh, honored guest, I will probably <laughs> I will probably uh, try to tune in a little more. I try and stop Adam from laughing when people say honored guest. <laughs>
0: I think he's, that's not portraying I didn't,
1: I didn't laugh at the fact that he said that. I, fact, I laughed at the fact of the way he said
0: it. <laughs> Lacey, I saw her and Justin in the store, and I was like, I'm going to go take this guy out. I'm going to show him some tits and get some free dinner. And he stared at me the weirdest way, and I'm like, he did watch a podcast, right, Lacey? Because if not, this would be super weird. I just said that to him, you know? This is
2: awkward. <laughs> Very. But, you know, I, yeah. I'm not about
0: free dinner, so. <laughs> that's it, that's it.
2: How do you know Lacey? Oh, I'm at uh, my... My wife and her have been friends for years. My wife, she does my wife's nails. Oh, okay. That's how I started. Probably met her through Susan. She's crazy, man. She's nuts. She's hilarious. She's crazy. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she is a funny lady. She's Yeah, nothing surprises her, and she's just happy most of the time. Yeah, she really is. She's got a fantastic attitude on life. and Right. And she's raised her kids, right, too. Once in a while, her kids will, wake, uh, her kids will do something that uh, she didn't like, and she'll say, you should apologize to the adults. That is not a thing, you know. She's just that way. Her and Justin are trying to like, yeah, in this tough tough world we live in now with the kids, they're trying to raise them right now. They're doing a good job. Right. they got a couple hundred boys. What do you expect? They're boys. <laughs> Oh, and they're part Lacey, so, yeah, I mean, that's, right there, that's, they're, 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 they're fired part up. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. They're fired up. That's <laughs> right. That means they're full in trouble, they're, you know yeah.
0: what I mean? They're fired up. But that's good that they're doing that with because I, I worked with their dad for a couple years okay. at DFA, old right. Donnie, so he's he's a good dude,
2: too, Right, pretty middle people. What do you do for a living? Well, uh, kind of back up, I spent uh, I spent 20 years in the National Guard. That's uh, I started when I was a uh, senior in high school. Wow. Actually, I joined when I was 17. My best friend's brother. Was in the National Guard and uh, he convinced us to join. So my parents had to sign for me. October of 78, I joined the Guard. And my parents had to sign I was 17. I was like three months shy of being, eight, uh, two months shy of being 18. And, uh, and then I, uh, so I didn't think I'd spend 20 years there, but I did. So I got, uh, I spent my 20 years there, got out of there in uh, October of 98. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, October of 98. I had uh, 20 years, 14 days. So I'm done. So uh, that's it, part of my, that's that'll relay into the, my first story we'll tell. Oh, we, yeah, we got a story then, there. Okay. And then I uh, ended up, I uh, started off as a, my mom used to work at a, at the REA in Wyoming, the so Saratoga Wyoming where I grew up, and uh, she was the head bookkeeper at the time. And there was a line contractor, his name was uh, WB Electric, Bill Williams out of Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, he was the in-house contractor for the REA. And, of course, my mom and dad knew him very well. He'd been there <clears> a long time. And I just, I, I just got back from basic training like, Oh, I've been back about a week maybe. And uh he came in the office. He's quite a character. Mm-hmm. His brother used to be his brother was uh C. W. Williams. He used to run the bank in town. That was one of his brothers. Bill grew up here in Fort Morgan. Okay. Anyway, he was quite a character. And he goes, My mom goes, You know, son your son of bitch wants to go to work, I need some goddamn help out there. And she goes, Oh well, my son just got back from basic training. He's eighteen years old. He needs money before he goes to welding school. Get his butt in there. I wanna to talk to him. <laughs> so she got a hold of me. I came in, we talked, he said, uh he said, let's uh, put me to work, so I started working with him, and I got to, I was doing the sending stuff up the, up the hand line and doing whatever they needed done. I worked there for two and a half, three months before I went to welding school, and the foreman's a good guy. I haven't talked to him in years, still a good friend of mine. Anyway, the last thing the foreman told me when I left, go to welding school if I ever need a job, call him back, because he could use me if I needed a job. Well, as time turned around, yeah, I had went through some bumps here and there after welding school, and... Uh, I went back to, uh, I called him up one night and I said, I need a job. He said, How can you so can't be here? I said, I can be there Monday. He said, Get your butt up here. So I'll put you to work. I got up there and then we still had the same agreement. If a job comes open, you want to go welding, no ties there, be on your way. But I can get you a job and get you some money and help you out for a while. Right. Well, a few months down the road, pretty soon, we're sitting at the bar having a few beers and he says, How long are you going to stick around here? I said, I don't know," he says. "What do you think of this? Job? What do you think of this type of work?" He says, "It's kind of interesting how you do things." He says, "You want to put some of those funny things on your legs and learn how to climb?" So you can help me. Well, I'd started my 35-year career in line work. That's crazy. So yeah, that's how I started. I, I spent 33, 35 years. Th- two years with him, and then thirty three thirty three 33 years at tri-state.
0: We had a we had a friend, Sparky's son, wanted to do that racing for a while, and uh, I told mom, "If you see him, he realizes like when the power goes out." and the wind, it, it's snowing oh, sideways, yeah. you're the asshole who gets to climb up there and fix that. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, right. that's not fun, man. So, yeah, we
2: used to, well, of course, I traveled for a big company, so we had power lines here, Colorado Springs, Granby, Kremlin. Uh, we had them all over, and there were times if i leave, I'd tell Susan and the kids, I'll see you, I don't know, could be three weeks, could be a month, Might be, you never knew. Right. So sometimes I'd pack my budget, throw in a suitcase and go, and there was times I was out for i uh, usually three weeks and then we try to find, get us home for at least one weekend and then we go back out and hopefully get it done the next but yeah i traveled a lot 200 nights a year in a motel for is about what we average. you tell her i don't know so, when i'll be h-o-e-m <laughs> yeah <So>. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then after i retired out of there at 55 i uh i farted around for about six weeks and uh of course at 55, you're still awfully young to retire unless you got a heck of a bankroll to pay the insurance, right? right. So, yeah. I went uh, I decided uh, a part time job came over at the city at the cemetery, and uh, I put in for it. And uh, I got the part time job as a seasonal, and I was there about oops, that was uh, I think March of 16. March, yep, March of 16. I started at the cemetery as a seasonal, and then one of the guys. Uh, felix rodriguez if you guys know felix by chance i don't he uh he worked there for like 27 years he had some health problems come up so he decided he's going to retire in january uh, right after the new year in 17 so i ended up getting a full-time job just before he left in october i was full-time uh, six, october 16 i became full-time at the cemetery so i've been there since do you work with the tyler zinc out there yes tyler's my boss <laughs> tyler's my supervisor <laughs> he's good guy yeah tyler and i are really good friends actually tyler and i and uh well Tyler's mom and her, uh, her, his dad, uh, they're almost our best friends. Oh, really? So I've kind of, yeah, Tyler's been kind of like an adopted yeah. son. I've watched him grow, and I know, Tyler, I know the whole family very well. He's been on this podcast. Yeah. Him and Yolanda. Yeah, him and I talked about that. But here's the thing.
0: Uh, Denver got
2: beat by the Ravens today, so
0: Tyler's on my shit list for today at least. So up up <laughs> Tyler's Zink's ass. That's what I'm saying right there. So.
2: Yeah. But Tyler's doing a good job down there. He's, he's a uh, good dude. He's a good guy. I've known Tyler a long time. Yeah. Since he was probably seven i'm guessing we talked about i think six or seven i first met him oh really yeah well in fact his sister his uh mickey i held mickey when she was six hours old oh really? <laughs> and in fact his son when uh, Jax was born susan and i were getting ready to go to uh arizona to watch uh the Rockies spring spring uh baseball and uh, we heard that the, uh, they had the baby so we were already in denver we we're on in denver so we just drove out up to north to uh, brighton where they were at and i held Jax. he was probably Six eight hours old when I got old Jacks for the first time, wow, so yeah, I know him quite well
0: Mickey's been on the podcast too, yep,
2: yeah, Mickey's <laughs> my fact to my mother, uh, my mother, excuse me, my wife is her godmother, oh really yeah. So. That's cool, though. Yeah, we're we're real close.
0: When I first started doing this podcast, Tyler and Yolanda were two of the people I was going to hunt down right away because I always enjoyed conversation with oh, them. You know,
2: and they're right. And
0: Yolanda's so she's so she's larger in life that girl. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> okay. her personality just eclipses everything around her. Fires you know what I mean? her, yeah. She fired at you. Oh yeah, uh, she's the girl that most women in this listeners' podcast. I like that Yolanda. They yeah, say that like, like, <laughs> not like she's all right. Yeah. She's okay. So yeah. okay, well, Kelly, you ready to tell some stories, man? I am. I am. Alright. So Adam, since you're the guest today, why don't you name him off first? We got the three stories here. It's uh
1: knocked a DI on his ass, Blue Dog, and Grave Mistake. Why don't you pick one out, my man? I'm gonna go with
2: I wanna do Grave Mistake. Alright. Alright, Grave Mistake. <laughs> this has been very recent, in fact. It's March of this March of twenty twenty two, yeah, a few months ago uh we had a very busy day at the cemetery and uh, we had to dig three holes in one day and uh so it was a nice day we got out there and we got tobacco and got everything and we dug three holes in one day three graves we dig our graves uh they're three foot wide uh six foot deep eight foot long so we get in the tobacco we get in there dig we can and then you gotta then you gotta get down the hole and clean everything out and make sure everything works everything's square so when the vault guy shows up he just got to drop the vault in and then when everything's said and done all we do is uh cover the vault all you do is pull up while you seize the vault you know it's in there i mean let's what, be it's real
0: what's the vault the thing that lowers <laughs> it in
2: no it's the a, there's, a cement, there's a cement a vault is a cement casing that a casket goes in oh i didn't know that yeah they started this i think it was nine uh 2008 i may be mistaken on that i'm not exactly sure when the city passed this. otherwise if you go in the uh, cemetery you can find the old section that looks like this because all the caskets have deteriorated on the cave in yep and it's just like this like you're on when you're mowing, it's like you're in underwater oh jeez. so now we have these and uh, that helps that way it's just a new law a new uh, law for the city almost every uh, big city requires a vault and then what they does is they come in, the vault guys, or CV it, that's who does it. They come in, they drop the vault, and then they uh, leave the lid tipped one way, and they put all their stuff around it, put the lowering device, and at the end of the service they drop the casket into the vault, put the lid on it. So it's just a cement vault with the casket and the body in it. Wow. You know what's in there. And then we come in with uh, pea gravel, and we dump pea gravel over it, uh, and then we fill it with dirt and make it look nice and pretty, and then we, uh, whenever we get it, when the time comes to sod, we level it all out do some prep work, and we sod it. I didn't know any of that happened
0: ever. Dude, did you? Well, yeah. it's
2: just that a lot of people don't realize what happens inside a cemetery until you work there. Yeah, no. I mean, I, it's kind of a we. It's kind of a unique situation to be in. We call ourselves we, we're on our own island. We say a lot because a lot of people in town, even the guys, they just don't understand how it works. I'd had no clue until I got there. Yeah. So there's some there's some there's some neat things that actually have to happen to make everything work. But uh, back to that, our priorities, our priorities, our number one priority is burials. That's the first thing on the list. Right. We got burials, irrigation, mowing, blah. But when burials come in, you got to get them ready. And a lot of the times, we try to dig them as soon as we can. In case, for example, one comes in, we had one for Friday for tomorrow. So we try to get them done in case we get two more come in. well, we got one done. Now we only got two to do. Right. Right. But anyway, we had three of them get us in March, and we had uh, finally got them all dug, pretty much done. And uh, what we try to do since there's multiple holes and to make it easy on us, we take orange traffic cones. And we'll set one by the road and then we'll set a cone on top of we have grave covers they're uh, white fencing uh, gates four by eight fencing gates with okay. white tarp on them that's our grave covers and we put them underneath the underneath the grave uh, excuse me over the grave and then we take uh, so the guys can find it in the morning in the vault guys so if we're busy they don't find us they know where the where the cask or the vault has to go so we put an orange by the road, one on the grave, and then there's, they drive by. Oh, there's where it is. They got spotted for me. The guys, you know, that's just the way the system works. That sounds <laughs> so, like a very, very crazy. That so, a very <laughs> But the thing is, we got three holes open, so we got to, you know. Plus, he's, I'm already anxious about the story. <laughs> so anyway, we <laughs> yeah, three holes open, and uh, it was the end of the day. We got done, and uh, we already threw the we already threw the cones in the back. Tyler and Caleb were coming down the ro- coming down the road to pick me up. I said, "Here's a picture of the cones. I'll put them on the grave. Good idea." Then and I was, "Good idea." Caleb goes, "Great. That way, we don't have to worry about it. tomorrow. He'll find them." So I got the two cones, stuck one there, and stuck one on the grave. I jumped in the truck. Tyler and I, Kayla and went to the office. At the end of the day, had about an hour left. We did a couple of things to finish out our day and went home. So I got home that day, regular day, it was, and we're hanging out. Susan came home. We ate dinner, watched TV, went to bed. I woke up about 3 o'clock, and I was thinking, if you guys may do this, you wake up about 3 o'clock, and you think of what's ahead of you for the day because yeah. your mind's working. I went, in, oh, yeah, we have that uh, 9 o'clock service. It's a, it was an early service. It was a graveside service at 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, oh, we got that service, uh, 9 o'clock service and uh, sermon. I thought to myself, sermon? I put the cones in the other section. I put the cones in the wrong division. Oh, I put them on the south side, and the burial was actually on the north side. Some of the mounts one over by the Highway 144. I was over by the, over by the grade school. That's oh where no. I put the, the thing was. Caleb saw me do it. Tyler saw me do it. So none of us thought about it. And I woke up and I said, oh, my God, I could put them in the wrong spot. I jumped <laughs> out of bed. I woke Susan up and said, hey. I said, I have got to get to the cemetery. Said, What's up? I said, I got to move the cones. I'll tell you when I get back. So I knew this was a 9 o'clock service. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, the vault guy showed up early. And uh, he dropped the vault in the ground so we could save him an hour tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in it might be in the wrong spot. So I run my butt over to the shop. And I get there. I run in the office. I check the board. We have a burial board. It's got all the burials. I look. and said, yep, it's supposed to be in Sermon. I thought so. I cruise out there. Get to the where I put the cones. Grab the cones, open it up. Oh, shit. The vault's in the ground. Oh, no. Now it's in the wrong spot. It's supposed to be. Two hundred yards that way, and it's in this like I said, we had three holes open, and then put it in this one in the, on the wrong division. <laughs> I have no idea where the guy's staying absolutely no idea where he's staying. I don't know what time he's going to show up. I don't have his phone number let me ask you this you you made an answer
0: already all, all the vaults universal same size
2: uh unless you have an oversized they make oversized but that's a that's a special Okay. But yeah they're but all generally yep, they're, the, okay. they're all the same size okay anyway we uh uh, so I said, oh, my God, well, I can't find him. The only people who know where he's at is probably the mortuary, you know, who's doing it. They might have his number, but I wasn't going to call Brent or anybody at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just freaking out. I'm going, oh, my God, this is terrible. I said, I hope we get to her." early. Oh. So he wanders in. I'm, 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 I told Tyler what's going on. Tyler, the next morning, Tyler sees me. Suddenly comes in. whistling well, happy. Tyler, you know. So he goes, what? <laughs> it's in the wrong hole. I said, it is. I said, I said we all put the cones. Oh, i remember right i helped you jump I had, you got in a pickup none of us caught it i said no we all thought we were in the right spot supposed to be in sermon. he goes oh my god so we're all watching for this guy like a hawk he pulls in Da-da-da-da-da. we catch him i had to tell him what was going on he was not a happy camper oh, i got here early i said i know you did so i wouldn't have to do this shit in the morning i want to get i said i know so he had to set his whole machine up back in there set his whole machine up drop everything and it's got cables that uh the vault has ledges that cables fit underneath so that's what they do they have to slide the ca- it's not easy from the top it's easier when they're above ground of course sure he was in there and he i tried i was trying to help much as i could because i kind of screwed this guy down yeah, 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 so we had yeah. two by fours and we were sliding we finally got the cables underneath those lips and got everything and he had to take his hoist he pulls this thing out of the ground he used a coffin hoister. He got one of those six-ton hoists. He gets his thing up. He's already had it in the ground. He gets the thing up. He turns it. He sets it on. I mean, he has to set everything up now. He turns everything. He puts it back on his roller, and he rolls it across the cemetery about two-thirds of the way back onto his truck, and now he's got to take it over there and do the same damn thing he did the night before because I put him in the wrong hole. Oh, shit. So anyway, they he got it in the correct hole. He asked her, I said, you sure? I said, I know this is, uh, this is where it goes over here of course he had like i say he came in that morning my biggest fear was exactly what happened so anyway got him scored away got him put a, put it in the correct hole he busted his butt to get it done and he was probably done 15 minutes getting the tent up a half hour getting the tent up done, and everything done he finally got a chance to take a breath and here come the hearse so it was one of those cases it was like i say in the morning it was like i hope he's and as soon as i lifted that thing i freaked out because <laughs> i have screwed up big time that's the biggest thing in the cemetery <laughs> you want to put the right person in the right spot oh, yeah. and you got to dig uh, yeah. in the right spot and i mean yeah. that's that's the biggest thing is uh, yeah that's the biggest thing in the world is you got to know where you're at in the cemetery to dig the hole and hopefully and put the right person in the right spot that's so, yeah, crazy that freaked me out oh tyler and he just oh i caught hell for it for a week so this, but yeah it turned out okay but we were very close i made a big mistake that's why <laughs> A grave mistake. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the family caught though. That's, that's no, it nobody
2: caught it. So. No, we didn't. We didn't advertise this. The monks does. I didn't advertise it until. I didn't advertise until now because the monks does. Mrs. Johnson, sorry about your husband. <laughs> Funny story, though. Yeah. Yeah. know yeah, He's actually over there, but his headstone's <laughs> yeah. back. We'll be all right. We'll put we'll put Frank over in the order. We'll be okay. Nobody will know. When you when you leave, we'll yeah, dig I, him back yeah, up. It's I, fine. All you see is a cement vault. You'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. What, well, is he going to be pissed about it? He don't <laughs> give a shit right now. Okay. Yeah. But the other thing was, the other two surfaced for the next couple of days. So, but yeah, that <laughs> guy was like, you're kidding me. I said, I'm not kidding you. But, but I bet that's not the first time it's happened to him, though. Maybe not. I don't. Probably maybe
0: not. But it's got to be so. The city of Brush, Loranda Sublu, uh, has been going through. They're they're going to put a new system in. Uh, I think this is going in most cemeteries, where when you come to Brush, you can actually look online to where you're, the person you're looking for is in the cemetery. You know, but she's had to go back, and I saw the book she's going through. Of the names of where everybody's at, and this is an old ass book. Like, yeah, oh, one yeah. one day they wrote the Constitution, then they started writing this some bitch. I mean, it's old. <laughs> you we
2: understand we uh, we had old burial books, and they were big ones, and that's right. why we take them out there with us. Well, uh, Matt Underwood took it upon himself to uh, start. He, he made new. He's this. He's the super. Well, he's my foreman at the time, and he made all new maps, and he made each individual section on a pullout, so you can grab. Uh, you can grab some of them out, or you can grab hr or even the rest you don 't take the whole book you just take the small book for that division right and then you know where everybody 's at It makes it a lot easier right and then, uh, but yeah we have a, we have a recognition of everybody that 's out there. We have a directory online the city of Fort Morgan has if you get online right. and look under the city of Fort Morgan and go to cemetery and then look under uh, city uh, cemetery directory mm-hmm. from A to Z okay. alphabetical order, everybody who is buried in the cemetery but I, I think maybe i'm misspeaking here maybe
0: i misunderstood this i think it's going to be like an online like connected with every town thing
2: yeah to now see loveland of course they got a there's a gps they'll give you the gf gps you to give them uh, the name the gps coordinates of where it's at right each little each person's vault but of course that's quite a system city won't do that here but
0: but then again those sizes of those cemeteries are massive i yeah. have people in pueblo buried at the cemetery we go visit you know to my earth and that cemetery goes on forever man yeah, it's, it's yeah. so big you know and, so and
2: then for a plug for myself uh matt underwood always wanted to uh, recognize the veterans in the uh cemetery so i took it he uh, handed me the ball on that and i took it uh, i took it upon myself with his help and everybody else's help i've got uh the names of 700 and i think 700 and uh Roughly 700 names of veterans that are buried in the cemetery doing it. We're going to try to hopefully get it done and put it out right after the first of the year via military directory underneath the other directory. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. So
0: That's really cool, man.
2: So it's been a two-year project to go out and find them where they went. I, I got their name, their rank, their branch, the uh, theater of operation they were in or the war they were in, and then I put where they're located. It's already above them in the other directory, but they've got their own directory with their location. Right. So it's all veterans. And, and so... It was a big undertaking. It took me about two and a half years or two years to work on it. And sure, and other things. I didn't want to rush it, so we've been just kind of making sure we're pretty much on cue when we're ready. Do
0: you know the oldest grave out there by chance?
2: Oldest grave is uh, yeah, it's a Rouse grave up in. Uh, <coughs> it would be the northeast corner, and it is uh, Rouse eighteen sixty four. I do believe. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, that's where the Clatworthies and Clatworthy's uh, uh, and uh, who discovered the city. Baker, Abner Baker's buried up there. The guy guy who found the city of Fort Morgan, he came with the he came from Illinois with the Clatworthy clan. Oh wow! And he's buried there. All the families there. A lot of the Clatworthys are there. Uh, So that's the old section, way up in the corner. Is that where
0: Baker School gets his name? Yes. And
2: plus, uh, I think it was John, John uh, Clatworthy's great grandmother. I'm thinking Kate. I do believe she uh, she designed the original uh, original cemetery. If you take it, uh, uh, somebody I'll show you. Take an upper. If you take a look online, you'll see that the old cemetery looks like a flower. It's got the middle, in the middle of that, and it's got four, four uh, leaves coming off it like a flower. So that's we call them the petals. And the and the story is the center of uh, that circle in the cemetery used to be the sexton shop. Where they used to work, you know all the stuff they used to work out of, but now it's that's we have the there's a cement up there and there's benches and a sundial. Anyway, the story is that the center of that circle is the center of the county. Oh, so really? That's, that's the state. Uh, we did, of course, yeah. That's what they say. The center of that circle in the cemetery is the direct center of the county.
0: This sounds like it's going into some real national treasure shit going so, on right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for, like, the Illuminati.
2: I'm the telling trip. you, there's, <laughs> some, there's some interesting stuff in the cemetery. That's sure. a, I tell a lot of people when they're young, when they're having cute children, but I don't know what to name. Yeah, yeah. walk through a cemetery. they got some, fan, there's some names in there, some of the old yeah. names, Elijah's, some of the old names, yeah. you know. It's pretty interesting to see some of the names. And yeah. we have a few, uh, one big celebrity out there, too. If you guys, uh, his name is uh, Philip Dick. He the wrote, author. Yep, yeah, he's the author. He wrote uh, uh, Terminator. He wrote uh, Blade Runner. And he wrote a other f- uh, fiction. Really? Yeah, and he, uh, his sister and him, he, he and his sister were born in 1928. She died about six months, uh, excuse me, six weeks or a m- couple months later. And she's buried there. And he said when he passed away, he would come get buried by his sister. When well, he went out to California and did all his thing out in California, all these books. Look him up on Google, you'll see he's quite a quite a writer. Philip Dick. <laughs> yep. D. A. C. K. Yes. Okay. And he uh, when he passed away, I think eighty two he came and he's buried uh, that's our most visited grave. You can tell when the people show up, they've got goth-looking outfits on and boots, and it's like, ah, somebody's here to see the dick grave. It's over <laughs> here. Oh, yeah. They almost show themselves. I mean, you can almost pick them by hand. You're here for so, dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a few famous people. Laura Ingalls' Laura uh, aunt's out there. She's uh-huh. buried in our cemetery. <coughs> there's, there's, a few, there's a few interesting things in, in the cemetery. Right. So, what do you think about that, Vogue? It's
1: pretty interesting. And I knew how the whole vault thing worked from just talking to Kelly, you know, from being friends with him and stuff, so...
0: I guess I never knew. When I went to go visit Tim, we lived in Louisiana. It was weird because they're all above, above ground. ground. Yeah, we drove by and I'm like, that's crazy. And they're all cement, obviously. They put the casket in the cement. Is that what that is, the vault? Yes. Okay. It's because I guess when it floods, put, yeah, you'd have... You can't have, put them underground
2: yeah. the in Louisiana. In fact, yeah. Yeah. I, was in the, I was in Panama when I was in the military. I went to Panama working in the jungle. We made this one turn. There's these little huts out there that are about <coughs> eight, 10 foot long, but they look like little houses. And They're like 8, 10 foot long and about 3, 4 foot tall. I couldn't figure out what they were. Finally, about the fourth day went by, I said, "What in the hell are all those little huts out there?" And this guy sitting next to me, he's from Louisiana, he grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, he goes, "That's a cemetery, Sergeant so Home. I said, "What?" He goes, "That's a cemetery. They're like us in Louisiana. They can't bring them underground. They're at water. We're at uh, we're at sea level. Right. So once they dig two foot, they probably hit water. So that's what they are. Is they're above ground cemetery, above ground houses for right. cemetery for bodies." Oh, so, plus when it floods, they I guess they, they have a
0: bunch of gaskets. Yeah, they float. <laughs> yeah, they float. They float around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> we hope we don't run into that problem. So <laughs> yeah, huh. that is an interesting story. I like it. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah.
0: You okay?
1: Yeah, I got something caught in my throat. You want me to punch you in the throat? Maybe. <laughs> okay. It might help. Because
0: <laughs> we're friends. That's what I do for anybody. <laughs> That's what you do.
1: Punch or be punched? He's, he's saying he, we're friends. He's been looking for a reason to punch me in the throat for <laughs> a years. <laughs> throw a
0: at him. Just haul <laughs> off and smack him. All right. That was a grave mistake. We have Blue Dog and it knocked a P.I. on her ass. His D. ass. D.I. P- Dribble instructor. D.I., sorry. Not a not a Not a, not PI. a private investigator. No. <laughs> a Dribble instructor. <laughs> Well, Kelly, I always there's always one I want to hear the most, and I always want to hear that one last. So instead, let's
2: hear "Blue Dog." <laughs> Blue Dog. <laughs> All right. Like okay, I so I was a lineman for 35 years, and uh, I worked with guys. Uh, I worked with guys for so many years. I, I spent more time with some of the guys than I did with my family. Now, if you guys may know, uh, David Tarver and I worked together for uh, 25 years. David, What's up, David? <laughs> David unfortunately passed away. Never. What's up, David? <laughs> yeah. David passed away in '09 okay so anyway him and i were together for 25 years just we were pole buddies rode together i mean he knew more about me than i mean we were just the best of friends we had to be we worked together i worked together from monday through friday eight or monday through thursday we were four tens usually from eight o'clock on monday until five o'clock on thursday we were right. pretty much together we we'd eat together we'd go have drinks together just have you know have fun together and then uh, of course we had separate rooms at night we didn't have to sleep together but anyway <laughs> that's where we drew the line right. and then we were, yeah we were together almost continuously so yeah we, you got to know the guy real well so anyway <laughs> we were working this would have been oh nine i can't even remember what year it was <coughs> sam was with us so was probably the early 90s we were working down in burlington we tried to add a lot of lines down there and we had uh we had to take uh, the pickup and a couple of big trucks down there to do some work in a substation. And this is, I mean, we spent a lot of time Burlington. Burlington is also our second home. And uh, we used to stay at, uh, it was uh, Burlington Inn, or it was otherwise it used to be a Ramada Inn. It's that motel on Rose Avenue just before yeah. you cross the bridge I-70 to go towards Cheyenne Wells on the north side. It's okay. a big, big motel. It's an old one now, but they call it the Burlington Inn at the time. So that's where we used to stay. And, of course, Burlington at that time they only had like, maybe one or two bars and they had a bar at this place we stayed at it was a very popular bar all the locals hung out there we knew a lot of people and uh everybody in there at the end of the day and just get slammed and then they go home and of course we were staying there so we didn't have to worry about a driver so anyway we uh we were there on a we got there on a monday and uh went in had a few beers not much on a monday tuesday we went back in it was a hot day it was probably the may time frame maybe even to june anyway we uh Went inside, and we started slamming bears. We were thirsty. And Dave and I and all, here come all the locals trickling in. And Dave was one hell of a pool player. Dave was really good. He used to work for the railroad before he started with a power company. So Dave been playing pool since he was a kid, and he was a good pool player. And when Dave started to shoot pool, my job was usually to watch his money and just relax and watch it because he'd just leave his money later. So anyway, uh, he started, started shooting pool, and he goes, hey, watch my money. I said, all right. So I'm watching his money. And he's starting to shoot pool, and he's starting to drink beer. And Dave could drink beer real well. he was a pro at it. And uh, we were sitting there after our first beer. We ordered up a second beer. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting at the bar. We ended up at the corner of the bar that night. And we're sitting there. And I look over to my right, and there's pool chalk on this shelf. And I thought, Mm hmm So I grabbed the pool chalk, and I grabbed his beer. And I started to put pool chalk across the top of his beer. <laughs> Nothing was really happening. So this guy this guy didn't even know about five rows down or five chairs down. He goes, Hey, put a little beer in it, put a little, make it a little more liquidy. So I took Dave's beer and I dipped a little beer in the chalk and aha. Set it down. Well Dave came over to the bar, came over to the bar after shooting after his shot and here Dave, I just handed him his beer. Oh, thanks. He take a drink, set it down, I do it again. <laughs> well, <laughs> After, after this is and then about the third beer i've been doing this for three beers every time i said it i mean it was getting there and uh who walks in besides jerry and uh uh oh, what the heck was it jerry and uh i can't think of the other guy's name offhand they were from sydney they were on the, they were on the oil crew they happened to be uh-huh. in town kenny 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 and kenny and jerry and uh Jerry's a character anyway, he saw what I was doing. he just this is great, so he sat down and he sat down and he started doing it when Dave come over, he'd literally hand Davis beer and Dave would take a drink and hand it back to Jerry. Jerry would turn around and we'd do it again, so we did this for like six or eight beers, and he'd come over to visit us, and he had blue teeth and blue lips, and he had no clue absolutely no clue and all the uh, we all kept a straight face trying and uh Howie uh, if you guys may remember there used to be beer out called red dog beer of course oh yeah well there there was a sign there was a bar uh that's where he <coughs> kept the alcohol and the drinks was on his shelf And uh, it was built up from the wall and hanging on this side of the shelf about five feet in front of me was the red dog the bulldog from the red dog Beer. sure sure so he's looking i'm shooting he's shooting pulling and i said oh good shot blue dog because he had blue teeth, he goes where did that come from that ah, just sounded good you know so we started calling him blue dog just all of us all of a sudden he couldn't figure out why so like I say we did this six eight beers whatever it was we were all getting slammed in his teeth I mean by the end his teeth and lips were just blue looks like he blew a smurf oh man <laughs> good one, yeah so anyway he was down to his last two, and he was getting ready to be done well he's almost done playing in this latest state Dave you want to play one more game and he smiled and said sure she goes, What is on your lips? So he wipes his lips off and sees what's going on. Well, all I can see of David in the po- is about this much in between the pool lights and the pool table. He bends down, looks at me, and Fits me off and goes back to the bathroom and cleans himself <laughs> up. He, he comes back and I'm sitting, like I guess I'm sitting in the corner of the bar. He comes back and his finger, he just starts stabbing me. He fucked with the wrong. oh, I'm yeah. just dying. I finally got David after all these years. Yeah, got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's sticking me and he's jabbing me. And we're all laughing. Oh yeah, I got it. So that was on a Tuesday. We gave him hell all day Wednesday about <laughs> Blue Dog and this and that and another. And he was. Oh yeah, we told everybody the joke. He was. He was the butt of this joke. So yeah, so anyway, as I went, we went back in Wednesday, had a couple of bears. We got up Thursday, it was time to go home. We worked four tens, so we went home on Thursday, throw all our stuff in the pickup, all our suitcases, go to work at noon, noon or a little after we head home. And I'm in the bucket truck, Sam's in the other truck, and days in the pickup days got my suitcase and all the other suitcases. So anyway, we get home, we get to the shop, and uh, we had our time sheets to do and start to fill the trucks and do all this to finish up our week, got done. 5 30 comes time to go home of course i was driving the company truck the guys already grabbed their suitcases out of their trucks and they took off i drive the company truck home i get home grab my suitcase and the first thing you do when you travel as much as i did is you take your suitcase open it up and you throw your dirty clothes in the hammer so you get washed you can take off on monday yeah. so of course my kids were uh, eight eight and nine maybe and susan's talking to me the kids are bobbing around like little kids do i threw my suitcase up on the up on the bed, opened it up, and there's a big dry counter about this big <laughs> on top of my stuff. <laughs> big old dry counter, about the size of a large pizza. Oh, I looked at that thing, and there's a note with this. It says, this could have been a wet green one, blue dog. Sue <laughs> goes, what the hell? I said, hang on. I shut my suitcase. I took it outside. I opened it back up. I found a piece of board or something and slid it off and threw it in the yard. And it didn't make much of a mess with my suitcase. Kind of cleaned it up a little bit, brought in, told her the story. So I get back to work out Monday, I walk in, des day's desk apparently he had calendars on the wall. And I was looking at the calendar and said, Hmm, could have been a wet green one, huh? He said, Yeah, sure could have been. I said, uh, how'd you manage to do this task? He said, Well, I stopped on my back, I stopped taking piss and I pulled in and there's a pasture in the corner corner of the pasture where all the cattle gathered and I saw all these cow turds and it was like, hmm. So I went to your suitcase, and I knew you didn't have it unlocked. He said, I unlocked your suitcase. I opened it up. I grabbed a shovel out of the shovel rack. So I walked around for a good two or three minutes looking for the biggest one I could find. He (laughs) said, and I was hoping it wouldn't break apart. He said, "I got it with a shovel, like you do a pizza." He said, huh? "It held together real well." He said, "I slid in a suitcase like a pe- guy puts a pizza in the oven." Boom! Shut. The- and then I wrote the note, shut it. He said, "I knew you wouldn't take your suitcase out to you at home because you had the company truck." So, that's how he got back at me. So that was all. That all happened in like three days. You know how lucky you are. You weren't flying home, <laughs> <laughs> and homeland security
0: wonders oh, if we- you were trying to. Are these mushrooms? I think this guy's. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: It's like
2: a new form of transporting pot <laughs> <laughs> well, well Dave I've got more stories of Dave and I that's one I remember, one of the better ones but no, I got a couple more to knock your socks off but yeah how, how, did, I, it, how I, did it smell it was dry it was really dry it wasn't, oh, bad. So wasn't bad no it well. was like yeah. petrified but it, yeah he was pretty nice about that one. Oh, I wouldn't have but been he, was, he yeah he got me really good so that was always a joke yeah he got your back yeah you think but I got it real good in fact there was a guy who we knew we kind of knew he had a camera and he wanted to take a picture that night. He goes, How can I get a kit picture, you guys? I said, Oh no. Said, we'll just get together and have a picture. I said, Dave, this guy wants a picture. He goes, Why? He says, I said, he said, We're having so much fun. He just wants to take our picture. So he took a picture and Dave had his blue teeth and night in the middle of the smile on <laughs> the way and got a picture taken. He went back to playing pool and the guy says, How can I get you this cam- How can I get the picture to you? I said, Give it to Norm. Norm knows us very well. Just get it back to Norm. Norm will get it to us. So we were, it was six months later, he came into the bar. Norm goes, Oh guys, you're here. He pulled it off the shelf, and handed it to Sam. And it's a beautiful picture. Sam had it on his desk at work for a long time. Well, yeah. Sam left and he took the picture with him, so I don't have a copy of the picture. But what, yeah. what year is this around? 91, probably. All right, so. Give or take. No, no cell phones. No, no cell smartphones, No, nope, smartphones, nope, uh, not yet. No, nope. it was a regular old click camera. Lucky for Dave. <laughs> I would <have> love <laughs> to have that picture back because he, he had red hair and a red beard and big old smile, <laughs> <with> blue teeth <laughs> and blue lips. It was hilarious. He looked like some Stephen King shit. Yeah, that is the best I ever <laughs> got him, I think. Murder you in yeah. your sleep. That's probably the best i ever got <laughs> we picked on each other a lot made it a lot of more fun that's good that's yeah. what friends are for yeah. though right yeah he's a good yeah. friend do anything in the world for
0: me i have always said that about friends you know you love your friends but you like to watch them suffer a little bit too you know that's kind of a, that's kind of <laughs> right? a good
2: thing. My, da- my dad told me something one time when we were kids you know we we're talking about uh, we we're driving i was a young kid driving to town with dad and on the radio paul harvey came on back in the early 60s or 68 69 somewhere in there and uh he talked about this guy who went all was god awful a lot of money i looked at my dad my dad was kind of a wise old guy you know i said dad wouldn't it be nice to be that rich dad just kind of chuckled and shook his head he said, never count your wealth by your money he said count it by your friends yeah He he's you can be the richest guy in the world and not have a friend and it's a lonely place yeah. he says if you got a friend and you need the 20 they'll lend you one right? yeah it's a jest. i've always kept that and that's always been one of my neatest sayings my dad ever told me yeah it's not so, what
0: you have when you when you die it's uh
2: it's the uh, lives you affected, right? That's it, yep. So I have I've made some good friends. That's this been this town's been good. We made some real good friends since I've been here. You know,
0: um, I've always said that even about this podcast or anything, that's been my biggest blessing in life is people in, the people in my life. Yeah. You know, and that's how this this all got started. You right. know, is because uh, I know so many people have had so many great stories, and so far, this is I figured episode will be number ninety six. We've almost made it to a hundred, man. So, wow. yeah, it's it's been. Uh, <coughs>
2: been well yeah I, I fully believe on that it's relationships are important they are they're very important friends no. you can't make it without them no my no, god no be no. yeah. off alone i got a lot of good friends that help you out help me out i'm the same one <clears throat> right take comes time to move now your friends aren't available hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey that's right dude i help your ass move once <laughs>
0: If you move worn once, you know what you find new friends, fucker. Yeah, yeah. You know you want to bury a dead hooker. I'll get a shovel, but I ain't helping you move that goddamn couch again, okay? Because right. it's too much. I have a friend. I helped her move
1: a piano like three times. You are a good friend. <laughs> And then, like, the last time she was getting ready to move, I go, I'm not moving your fucking piano. <laughs> She's like, no, nah, I'm going to have someone else do it.
2: That's <laughs> where <laughs> oh, you, your friend your real friends are. You know, I got busy. All of a sudden, he got busy and couldn't help. But you know what? When you buy, I bought a pickup, and that was my biggest fear. It's <laughs> like,
0: this is, I wanted the pickup, not to help all of you move, just <laughs> right. so you know. But I'm getting old enough in life, Kelly, to where that's not a big thing like it was. When I was in tw- my 20s, and yeah. worked in a nightclub where yeah. someone was getting evicted from their house all the time, so we bartended and drank all our money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? No, i I've, I've moved so many people yeah. up and downstairs I had a hideaway <laughs> my buddy Kelly rest his soul um everything I owned came from Arc <laughs> good that age you know everything all my furniture you know I right. go I go go through there like oh this couch looks like new like it made in the, this century you know and one was a hideaway bed and Kelly, me, Kelly, and Chris got that some bitch up three flights of stairs. When I moved, Kelly goes, "Guess what? Someone just inherited that damn hide a Don't <laughs> give a shit about your deposit, you know." <laughs> That's so yeah, now I've got a three horse trailer, and I moved more people than I ever did horses. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, at the uh, Park Terrace Apartments in Pueblo, they had a I like a little like balcony, like a little small one, right? You see in apartments, and there was the lawn, like the center lawn. Yeah. So <laughs> we were drinking one day. That's how we got that couch out. We threw it over the dam. Yeah. Over <laughs> the edge of that thing, did, and the dent it made, that fucking lot, landed Yeah, yeah, it was. Hedge. That didn't go over well, by the way. So, because we drunk and laugh, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And get that thing up at our chest level alone, like that, right. that would have killed that's, somebody had yeah. they hit him. So heavy, really? yeah. Well, what did you think about that one, Voke? That was great. Yeah, I. I was, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say that's the whole chalk thing is is awesome, right?
2: I just I just had me sitting there, and he happened to be here, and I I don't know what made me think of it, and I just. Mm. <laughs> right. there we go. Because <laughs> right. you want to be an asshole to your friend. Yeah, That's what friends he are for. It. Yeah, he know?
0: deserved it. Like I, like I said, you, you'd you be there going to traffic for the man. But if you mm-hmm. make him look like an asshole in traffic, <laughs> you're going to take that too. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So it's, That's it's, right. It's, it's what friends are for. So all right. I, 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 I like stories like that a lot. So uh, uh, old-time friendships that uh, those yeah. are the memories right. that you save, right? That's the shit you do to each other, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, My friend Mac, what's up, Mackie? I grew up next door to him my whole life, so someday he'll be on this podcast, and I'm worried a little bit about it, (laughs) because he knows me way too long, way too well, so, yeah, and and that's pretty mild of the shit he's done to me, so, all right, man, we got two down, great mistake, and blue dog, we have one left,
2: knocked a DI on his ass. Yeah, like I mentioned, I uh, joined the military when I was in high school, well, I graduated May 20th of 79, three weeks later, June 11th was on a Monday. My mom and dad and I loaded up and we drove to uh, from Saratoga, Wyoming, around to Laramie. I got on, uh, that's where I started my flight, got on a little commuter fl- flight, never been on a big plane like this, flew to Denver, got on a DC-10, and flew to Atlanta. I get off in Atlanta, I carry my manila envelope with all my orders in it, dressed in silver clothes with a little bag, they tell you not to bring much, so you don't. Anyway, a little bag, kind of like a gym bag nowadays. and. Uh, Get to Atlanta, and uh, I find uh, where we're supposed to be for my next flight. And I see more guys carrying envelopes. We all kind of get on the same flight, and we fly from Atlanta to Columbia, South Carolina. And what is in Columbia, South Carolina? The United States Army Training Base, Basic Training Base of Fort Jackson, South Carolina, right, right outside of town. So we land there, get out, and you get off. You get off the board. I mean, by this time, it's ninety-five percent of the people in this plane. We're going to basic training. Okay. We get off. We get in the airport, and here's the wannabe sergeants I call them now. They want to be DIs, but they're not yet. They just start screaming at you. All right, you trainees, get over here. Just get in line. Sit down and shut up. Just start screaming. And I'm thinking, this is going to get old. Anyway, <laughs> they start naming everybody a alphabetical order. You know, boom, 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 start naming everybody to get on. And uh, then pretty soon they check everybody there. Here comes the buses. They pick you up in the buses and they scream at you, you get on the bus, and you drive and they take you to uh reception camp, which is the big uh, the big part, nice barracks, is. and of course all these all pull in all these army guys, ladies and men they've already been through basic training IT. they're getting ready to move out, and they just start pointing at you and laughing at you because here I am'm I'm, I'm the greenhorn I'm coming in to start this I'm looking out the bus window and I see these guys. He's not very big. I think if he made it, I can do this. You know, you kind of compare yourself with a little guy. You know, he looks like a real winner. He did it. I think I can do this. So anyway, you get there. And then by the time we got to uh, Fort Jackson, it was, oh, probably three or four in the afternoon Eastern time. And it was hot. Uh, June 11th, it was, uh, I mean, i would never been this hot. Never been in humidity in one course Wyoming. Just sweating like a stuck, you know, I mean, like a stuck pig. Just, oh, that's terrible. Right. Anyway, and, uh, So they get us in line, and they get us going. They get us started. They put us in the billets, get us back outside, go feed us. They feed us about 5 o'clock, tell us to be back out here when they're done stand on these yellow lines, and do not talk in the chat hall. So we didn't. It was all new. I mean, none of us know what's going on, It's as a whole. So anyway, we end up getting done. We wait outside. They march us. They yell at us, scream at us some more, march us down to the billets, tell us to find a bunk. We find a bunk. We get a little couple hours to ourselves. Lights are out at 8 o'clock. Lights are out at 8 o'clock. You're on your bunk. You go to bed. At least at this time, the air conditioning was on in the billet, so it wasn't so bad. But this is the first time I ever got introduced to communal living, too. You've got... 200 bunks laying in, in these big rooms, you just pick one and lay down and shut the hell up. You have no idea who's next to you. It could be a killer from, or it could be some dude in serious trouble for right. another, you know, it's one of those. <laughs> right. Somebody who had the choice of going to the prison or going to the Army, <laughs> you just, <don't, laughs> yeah. just kind of sit there and shut up. And, and the next morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping away. And I hear the lights come on. They start kicking trash cans, banging As lights come on. They got speakers in the scene. Get up, you sons of a bitch. Get up, get up. They just start screaming. I wake up, what's, oh, shit, I'm in the Army. <laughs> 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 this is the next morning after I left Wyoming, and we had to go through reception camp, and we had to get our uniforms and our shots, and we're standing in the hallway waiting to go. And this guy, I remember this very well. This guy steps out, and he goes, hey, for all you people who don't know, for all you people out here that don't know, John Wayne passed away yesterday. See, John Wayne passed away July 11th, of 79, when I was. So, yeah, I, was, I thought, shit, the Duke's dead. That sucks. I mean, that was one thing I do remember. He told us he in the hallway. So, we go through and we get all your uniforms your your uh, pickle suits, we call them, your boots, your belts, your dress clothes, your dress uniforms. Everything's issued to you. And uh, they put everything in two duffel bags, except for what you're wearing. And then they send, and then they give you uh, the old saying: they give you fifty dollars and take back forty-nine. Well, that's what happens. They give you fifty bucks, you sign for it, you get paid fifty dollars. You go to the next window, they take twenty bucks for two locks. You go to the next window, they take this for this, and you go to the barber, and before you know it, you got five bucks left. <laughs> you got to pay all these guys, and it's an advance pay, so you don't have any choice. So anyway, you're, everybody's got short hair by now, and uh, you go back on your, go back. At the end of the day, we're all dressed in green. Truffle bags by the time we're done with reception clamp. It's about five o'clock. They put us back in our bunks Feed us back in our bunks That right now. we got a couple hours next day. They wake up Real world's about to hit us in the ass. They get us they feed us now They're tired to teach us how to kind of march march off across the way and we end up standing underneath They get us in there we're standing under these uh, like lean-to's At least they did have lean-to's to keep you out of the, Keep the sun off you for the most part and we stand and wait and wait. And here come the infamous cattle cars. That's what they call them. And they haul, all they are is semi trailers behind semi trucks with, uh, with probably eight to 10 foot uh, accordion doors on them. And you walk into them, you get one step, two step, there's a flight of people, a uh, flight here. And then people stand up here and there are seats. There's a bench on each side that'll sit about four people. Otherwise, you got to stand and hang on to everything, like a commuter. I mean, they don't give a shit. They're right. taking you out to basic training. Right. They start screaming at you. They load you in there like cattle. I mean, make room, make room. You're in there with their duffel bags and everything. I mean, you're just right here. So anyway, we get out there. the Henry take the 10-minute, 15 minutes seemed like forever. And one guy's by the window. I remember that very well. They come, and you hear the brakes. You hear it stop, and the guy looks all right there's the guys with the campaign hat so we knew the di's were out the door those accordion doors come open and the di's just start screaming at you to get your ass out of this bus and the, and the they just start filtering like a funnel out this door well the guy behind me loses his balance and hits me in the back with his duffel bag well i take two steps forward to catch my balance and step out to tr- step out of the door and a di stepped in front of me to start yelling and i brought my Uh, my both of my bags up hit him in the chest laid his ass out flat his hat went rolling and all the other di's are rolling because he just got laid out by a a new trainee he's grabbing his hat he's cleaned it off and he is right here he finds me and he just screaming at me for 10 minutes i mean i'm standing there trying to oh, I you know, said, this sucks and he just man he would not he was relentless you know he just pissed because so i got him dirty i got his hat dirty you know he just covered with all kinds of excuses and all the di's are still laughing at him. how dare you oh, thing, yeah. oh yeah oh man he was just on me so anyway he finally gave up and went on his way and uh anyway ended up being in uh, first platoon so I saw him quite a bit throughout basic training because he was only in, I was in third platoon. He was in first platoon. He'd come through the walking area. There you are. You son of still, man, still yelled at him. Every time he saw me, he'd yell at me. His name was Batiste, Sergeant Batiste. He'd scream every every time he saw me. I got him. You know, anyway. anyway, another funny part to this was he was, we were uh, getting ready to load the buses and get in, or get, not the buses, but getting ready to get in our platoon formation to go to our company area. And they do everything in alphabetical order. They got everything. Well, of course H O E M, was the guy a couple from me. His last name was Head, H E A D. His first name was Richard. No sir. <laughs> there's, there's no way. <laughs> the D-I-S up there he goes, "All right. Head. Richard." dickhead we got a bonafide dickhead get your ass up here. <laughs> he runs up to her and i felt, oh i feel sorry for this guy he's standing there. you're t- tells him to turn around we got us a bonafide dickhead this is, this is dickhead I just rode this guy up one side and down the other what was what was mama and papa head thinking <laughs> they were from uh i think he was actually from alabama where he was kind of a deep woods kind of a goofy kid but Holy uh, shit. yeah richard I'm, head i'm just
0: saying why would you do that to your child that I mean, was uh, that was that was the kicker when you name your children i don't have kids but you both do when you gave your children how many times did you say that and go through the initials and everything else right. to make sure
1: well that's like harley her my oldest daughter her middle name is michelle but my well her mom my wife at the time we wanted to do like a family name so marty's grandma's name was irene so we were going to do harley irene until I pointed out, her initials would be HIV. <laughs> so now Brinley's Irene. But anyway,
0: so yeah, yes, yeah. that's okay. But, uh, but my point is, yeah. when you named your kids, didn't yep. you kind of yeah.
2: give yeah. some thought to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, I just completely not believe you rolled that guy up one side and done you know, good. had to be my platoon too. We were always—I mean, you know, he was only a couple ahead of me, Richard ahead. Oh, I felt sorry for that guy. <laughs> but that's when I knocked a DI on his ass. I've been there. I didn't—I mean, I literally stepped foot in burst down the, on the dirt of uh, where i was going to do basic training and knock that di on his ass he was not happy oh god he was even mad. Yeah, it's getting off on the wrong
1: foot oh yeah it was, not, it was, a, sure. it was a very
2: very bad start oh yeah <laughs> was, he was on me like flying on shit for like 10 minutes man just screaming at me
0: so you're being a your richard head sir <laughs>
2: yeah, so it was oh yeah and then like i say every time he saw me the rest of the six eight weeks i was there he'd just scream at me again. oh man it was like here he comes here he comes private home oh my god they just yell at me home so. um what year are you saying
0: this would been 1979 1979 uh last podcast or two ago matt was here and he'd never seen full metal jacket oh yeah and i told him you have to watch full metal jacket if anything else just for the beginning scene the the drill instructor scene mm-hmm. have you seen it yeah
2: i mean was it close to that or no? Actually, a good one to compare it to would be uh, Officer and Gentleman. Oh, I don't think I've when, seen that. When uh, Louis Gossett plays uh, the D.I. He really? He plays a good D.I. Huh. It's a tough movie. Yeah, Officer and General Richard Gere, Gossett Jr. plays the D.I. And he plays a good D.I. Actually, the guy's name escapes me, but the full middle jacket guy—he's actually a Marine gear. Yes, yeah. he was, he was, he was yes. yes, he was—he Ar- was an advisor. He was Arlie Ermy. There you he go. He was a yeah. You ever see the Boys in Company C? He played in that one too. He's a DI in that one. Really? Yeah. He was a, you know, Of course, he's a. He's actually a DI in the Marines for years. <laughs> Tough cookie there. Because he did so well at it, they're like, "Whoa, what are we messing around with our actor yeah. for yeah. you. Do it, man. You know, yeah, he, <laughs> was really, uh, he made that dude cry. That's <laughs> what we want. That's oh, yeah, <laughs> the DI's were—they were—they were amazing. Those guys with their are your mother, they babysat you." and they scream and yell and oh man
0: and they they can't do it anymore though can't they can scream and yell but they got to be careful with the yeah, subject, it's right? yeah it's a lot different now
2: it's a lot different even the, even since my brother of course my brother was in it during vietnam and they were a lot tougher on those guys one time i came along they were still fairly tough but not like it is i guess they're much softer today well they so. got to be careful they can't offend you or, yeah, or blah 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 It's, blah, blah, yeah, it's <laughs> much different <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was they were the guys were they were, the t- they, were the, they got a neat job yeah i enjoyed my time I, it was a very, very learning experience. You learned that your biggest thing I learned in a hurry is keep your mouth shut and your ears open. Yeah. They'll tell you exactly what they want you to do. You don't have to ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> the less questions you ask, the better off you are. Nice
0: because so. he said john wayne that's the first thing i thought about was that full metal jet is
2: that yeah. you john wayne yeah. is this me yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was, it was uh, that was the first day of basic training i mean one hour into basic training i already got this lady knocked on his ass that's funny. what a day <laughs> <All laughs> so. right. what do you think about that vogue i liked it
0: do you have one in mind i do i so do i actually i think i might have caught something but we'll see so uh before we go on any further uh if you do like what you see today, uh, the bullhucker on the bottom right-hand corner of the scene, you see a little red dot. That's our subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that. It's a
1: small click for
0: you, but a big click for us. I didn't forget this time. I felt so bad. <laughs> you, you tried. You, he was ready for it. I, I, I dogged on you last time. Uh, and it is, and no matter what you're watching this on or listening to this on, uh, please like and follow. Leave us a leave us a uh, note at the end or their, a comment, rating, interview. Writing review. Or a comment on the YouTube. That yeah. that would be
1: um, uh, Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, you, the bull hooker is.
0: Susan Koser is amazing about this. So is Tish. They always leave their, their guess. Uh, Susan Koster is she's great. She's well I think the first one that ever really listened to the podcast. <laughs> she's <laughs> damn close to it. Um, but it, whatever you guess, whether it's right or not, put it in the comments. we it uh it's always fun to see what everybody else thinks, you know. So uh, but how we decide who has to pick first is we
2: rate rock, paper, scissors. How do you rock, paper, scissors? Oh, oh I, I don't rock, paper, scissors very often. It's usually uh, rock, paper, or rock, paper, scissors. That's all. Huh? Do you it's like
1: go rock, paper, scissors, and then go on scissors or rock, paper, scissors? Shoot.
2: I usually go on the last rock, paper, scissors. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the year of the three pumper, man. <laughs> you know what? You're doing it right, Kelly. Uh, Good for you. It That's is. what it's saying.
0: So the, the story, the reason I ask is, um, <clears throat> we've talked about this a million times, so we will go too far into it. He does it on the rock, paper, scissors shoot, and I do it like you. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Yeah. We were on the same page for like the three or four podcasts until Densius came up, and then she was <laughs> like, uh, what the fuck are you two doing? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we don't communicate. Um, but so we, we ask everybody if there are four pumper or three pumper. So we're doing it on three.
1: On three, All right. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll let you try again. I know it's, it's 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 alien to you. I know it's. It
1: is. It's weird.
2: <laughs> Paper covers rock. Right. Come on now.
0: <laughs> So we have three stories. We have uh, knocked a di on his ass, blue dog, and grave mistake. Is there one you think is absolutely true? Yes. Which one do you think is absolutely true? Blue Dog. You think Blue Dog's true? Because
1: I'm pretty sure I've heard that story before. <laughs> okay.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so, so. between it's between grave mistake and knocked a DI on him. Yeah. So I,
1: like, I feel like I have a 50-50 shot. now I watch him change something in Blue Dog, mm. and that's going to be it. But I remember him telling me about the cow pie in your luggage. I remember that part. The Blue Dog thing sounds is familiar to me. So <clears throat> um, I'm. Knocking that one out of there, um, out of the other two, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with grave mistake. Um, just for the simple fact of, I kind of feel like I know how Kelly works and his work ethic and stuff like that, and I don't think that's a mistake that would be made. So I don't know. That's that's the only way.
0: I'm, I'm, with I'm with you. for that. It probably is, Blue Dog, because last time you and I did a podcast was Jake, and he kicked both our asses, remember? <laughs> yeah. Convincingly kicked our ass <laughs> at this. Yeah. Uh, right? We both got it wrong, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we both got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was the one we both were concerned or convinced was yeah, right. we so, were like, yeah. that's got to
1: be absolutely <laughs> it. it so
0: it? <laughs> uh, I think Blue Dog is right, too. It was fun. You can kind of see the uh, glow in your eye and you're telling the story. This is something, you know, you, it, it, you could tell it reminds you of an old friend. Mm-hmm. It's a warm memory. Uh, not a DA on his uh, di on his ass. The the little thing you scrolled here. I keep wanting to say on her ass, uh, <laughs> but not a di on his ass. I think that's a true story too. Had a lot of detail in it. Uh, something looks like you're proud of. <clears throat> I'm gonna say grave mistake because if you did do that, just admit it on here. That's a ballsy move, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna be watching this and be like we need to go dig up Uncle Harold make sure he didn't <laughs> make sure it's really him <laughs> so <laughs> so I we don't do it very often but we're going to go together on this one yep we're going to agree great mistakes so once again before you flip that over uh, bullhucker.com is where you can find all our stuff uh, we'll have the Big Johnson construction do you have a website yeah we will uh, we'll have that in the description below so you can check it out if you need something built uh, as long as well as everything else no matter where we are we always put the links to everything on there and you go on the com under the uh, link that says uh, "as seen on the Bullhucker" and it'll show you everywhere we've been and all the links how to get there. So, anywhere from personal trainers to uh, life coaches, a few bars, a few restaurants, we've been everywhere. The gym, we you know, yeah. it's been a lot of fun.
2: So, because um, your wife is a trainer at the gym, no, not anymore. She used to work. At the, she used to be at the uh, front desk at the club out at uh, Star.
0: Didn't she train aquatics? Yeah, she yes, does she aquatics. Does aquatics. She does sorry. aquatics and brush. She oh, does aquatics.
2: I was thinking more like the gym. <clears throat> no, she's a okay. certified aquatics teacher. Okay. Yes. okay.
1: That's, what, that's what, what I was going. going. Yeah, so while she's teaching aquatics, Kelly and I are in the deep end just talking. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin is <laughs> laughing. game <getting laughs> shooting shit. shit. Yeah, just having
2: fun. The slackers in the yeah. back of the
0: class. You can do anything?
2: Right? Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> Working our guns. As long as we're moving, right, Susan? 95% of the time, I'm the only guy in the class, and the rest of these ladies <laughs> are older Well. Maybe not older than me, but they look older than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once again, saying that, a ballsy move, my friend. So, all right, kill let's flip that bad boy
2: over and see what you got. All right, gentlemen. You were correct. Grave mistake. Grave mistake. mistake. Half truth. What What is not true about that? The truth is the guy did not show up. I actually, I actually put him in the wrong spot, got up at 3 in the morning, thinking this all the way from town. The guy showed up, the vaults in the ground. I am my ass is hanging out. I run to the, I did run to the shop, checked the bo- check the board, came back, ran over to where we had the cones placed, grabbed them, lifted. No vault. He hadn't been there yet, so oh, I no. actually took the cones and put them in the correct spot. Everything was fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so for some <laughs> reason everything turned out. I told Tyler after everything was done, he just laughed. Yeah, it was actually that's a, it went as far as to. Uh, Actually, look in there and make sure. And after that, it was uh, there was no vault in there. The guy hadn't been there yet. So. Okay. <laughs> See, and I'm thinking he told me about this during aquatics this summer too. Oh, uh, so I,
1: I'm not sure, but okay, but it sounds kind of familiar you know
0: what i liked about that story is i learned a lot that i did not know about the grave that's that's kind of wild oh, oh right. yeah that's interesting i, I had sure. no clue because i thought they just dug the hole dropped you in what's the what's the contraption they use they're lowering devices what we call, yeah yeah with the straps on it, it lowers i thought that was pretty we much get, it
2: we got a quick time for another quick uh another quick story sure
0: all right dave cool. and i well first of all before we do that. Uh, Blue Dog is a true story. Yes, very true.
2: Everything. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: And I could kind of tell that by
2: the, the glow yeah. in your eyes. Blue D. Dog is a true story. Yeah, and uh, knocked a DI on That's his ass. Yep, that was yeah, that was my that was my welcome to the army moment there, and it was not fun. Have you but, seen yeah. that guy since? Oh hell no, not after I left. He's probably not around anymore. Probably huh? not. Okay. So yeah, of course, they're all from the south, most of them. So yeah, it was. No, no, it's the first tour, and then, uh, like I say, grave grave mistake was a half truth. All right. Well, so, we got time for
0: yeah. Let's let's. All right, let's one snap. more quick one. Okay. Dave and
2: I, <laughs> again, we're working up in uh, Nebraska, outside of uh, Hereford or uh, Hemingford, not too far, and uh, we're up there working in a substation. We pull up that morning. We got they've got canals or little trench dug as we're laying the ground mat in the substation. So we get there, and I told Dave, I said, "Oh, we're doing groundwork today." I said, "Fun." I said, "Take my wallet. out. I don't want to lose that in the damn gr- uh, in a." D- d- Trencher will never find it. He was good idea. So I threw mine in the glove box, and he threw his in the little pouch of the poncho seat in the back seat, little poncho patch, poncho, pon- poncho pouch in the back seat, <laughs> and we went to work. Well, like I said, was real close. So we decided to go to town for lunch. So come lunchtime, we're all heading to the gate, locked lot the gate, and I, I said, oh, shit, my wallet. I need it, goes, Yeah, I do, too. So we were both giving each other shit, walk to the truck to get my wallet. I leaned in to get my wallet in the crew cab pickup. I leaned in like so, opened the glove box, and at that time, Dave opened up the back door of the crew cab to get his out. And he pinched the ass cheek in my right ass cheek between the door and the door jamb of the pickup. Oh, no. And he opens the back door, and I'm screaming, shut the fucking door, shut the fucking door. He goes, why? I said, my ass is in it. He goes, what? My ass is in the door. I'm just screaming. He goes, what? I said, my ass is in the goddamn door. He goes, oh, shit. He shuts himself- it. Oh, did that hurt? I mean, the, the back door pitched my butt between the door frame and the door of that pickup, and it hurt <laughs> my left hand, Oh, it hurt, and he's laughing. We we're laughing. We told everybody at work we were laughing about it, and I uh, came home that night. Came time to take a shower. I get her to take a shower, and I had a black and blue mark about the size of a cigarette package, maybe about so big. Yeah. Copenhagen can't give a take out my left half cheek. Susan goes, "What the hell happened to you?" Turn around to her out, and I just said, "Well." Called David. I said, "Better yet, don't call David." He'll all, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I, uh, I called. I told her what actually happened. That's a true story. And the joke was always, "Today's dying day." Yeah, you're the only guy I know who's got an ass big enough to get tr- stuck in a truck door. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was one of the fun, real funny ones. You know
0: what I heard of the whole story? As someone's walking by, they hear you screaming, "My ass, my ass!" And Dave's like, "What?" <laughs> What? <laughs> I think those two guys were making love over <laughs> well, I <was> there. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept leaning on it, you know. It <laughs> kept getting worse and
2: worse. <laughs> oh, I couldn't move. <laughs> did that hurt. So yeah. Uh, when did Dave pass away? Uh, September of 09. oh nine. nice. Well, it's been a while then. Hmm. Yeah, he was good. We traveled together for a lot of years. A lot of years. Yeah. Well. You lost a good for you yeah if
0: you've lost yep. some good friends yep. that's tough man that's uh but it's fun to reminisce about them. oh yeah we've had we had a lot of good stories yeah i've told some stories on this podcast about some friends that are following yeah. so it's a good way to remember them and of course so. big
2: ray i used to work with big ray man too ray man and i worked together we got i got some good stories on Ray. Oh, too. that's cool yeah
0: well kelly we'll have to have you back one of these days sure did you have a good time i did it was fun were you nervous at all not at all once I we was, got uh, started yeah.
2: it's relaxing it's just uh yeah. the only thing difference, we don't have a beer in front of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> right
0: <laughs> Well, sometimes that happens. We're going to have to, it depends. It's, it it is so. what it is. So the 100th episode's coming. You know Densia, yes? No, you ever know yeah. yeah, it's her, I, and Adam doing the 100th episode, so. Uh, that's her thing. Is we're gonna drink during the episode. We're Duff. gonna we're gonna do this little crocked. There that's that's go. her. She
1: wants to do the bull drunker. The bull that's
0: drunker. That's, likes. that's exactly what is. I told be,
2: her you know it's that'd be fun.
0: Yeah. It, well, we'll see. I have to edit it, so we'll see how fun it is, <laughs> yeah. Kelly. So, yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're coming.
2: welcome. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I've been looking forward to
0: this. Uh, that's awesome. So, hey guys, with light, thank you for coming. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Boki. And, Hey, catch you next time. Peace.